AM 570 KLAC, 98.7 KYSR, HD2. Los Angeles. Available anywhere using the iHeartRadio app. AM 570. In LA sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Pete. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney, Rodney Keaton. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. Let's go to the McFriday Show. Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. We are giving away a pair of tickets to see UCLA and Stanford tomorrow. The game at the Rose Bowl, you'll have a chance to go. And if you don't go, you'll have a chance to hear the game here on the radio station. So stay with us between now and 3. Somebody's going out to the Rose Bowl tomorrow to see Stanford and UCLA. Uh, it's the Friday show where anything goes, Rodney. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. We got a ton of stuff to get to, but uh, since anything goes on Friday, and it's our most relaxed show of the week, you know, we just throw caution to the wind. We're all good. Can I tell you a quick story? I would love that, Fred. All right. So last night, uh, and, and I'm sure you saw it because everybody watches the Channel 4 News. I, there's no question in my mind. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is the uh, the newscast of record in the city of Los Angeles. And I know you watch. It's on at 4 a.m., 5 a.m., 6 a.m., 11 a.m., 3 p.m., 4 p.m., 5 p.m., 6 p.m., 7 p.m., and 11 p.m. I know many of you are watching constantly. I get my fashion tips from Chuck Henry. Yeah, well, of course. You're watching every show. You're, you never turn it off. And why wouldn't you? Never. never. I mean, it's not like what you see at 4 a.m., not like it's the same thing you see at 6 a.m. No. And then at 11 a.m. And what you see at 3 p.m., you probably, well, you might see it again at 4. Good chance you'll see it again at 5. Maybe it'll be changed, but a good chance you'll see it again at 6. But you want to right. make sure. You want to make sure. So you're watching all day long. So at 5 o'clock, we do a segment called The Dean's Office. I go out there and basically just, basically we're doing the radio show, Rodney. It's just on TV. Just huh? tee it up and go. I'm talking about the Lakers. I'm talking about the problems they have with shooting. Uh, don't blame Russ because they can't shoot with or without him. And Chuck Henry says, I have an idea. I said, all right, Chuck, what's your idea? This is on the air. This is on the air. You guys didn't talk about this before. No, no, this is on the air. Because Colleen jumps in and says, well, did you see uh, Hoda talk with the Globetrotters this morning on the Today Show? Now, how that fit into the conversation about the Lakers trading for somebody. I don't know, but it's, it's a stream of consciousness. So I'm talking about, they need to make a trade and it'll be hard to get a shooter. She goes, well, uh, Hoda talked with one of the Globetrotters on the today show. I, oh, that's great to know. Chuck goes, let me ask you a question. Has this ever been done before or could it be done? And so what's the question? He goes, could the Lakers trade a player to the Globetrotters? And bring one of the Globetrotters in if they could shoot. He said that on the air. I said, well, check. Normally, uh, NBA teams don't trade with the Harlem Globetrotters. Does he know, does he, but does he know the Globetrotters are fake? Well, he, he believes thinks, like wrestling is, is real, like real deal. Yeah, no, he thinks that they can still play, though. And boy, some of the shots they make, they're amazing. I said, well, Chuck. Uh, that's because a lot of it's set up. You know, there are bits they do. It's not necessarily real in that in that sense. He goes, I just think that would be a really good move. Who do you think the Lakers could trade to the Globetrotters? That happened on the air at 5 o'clock yesterday. <laughs> All sparked by Colleen asking about the Globetrotters yeah. and Hoda. Yeah. So at 11 o'clock, we're sitting there, and in the break. And he was serious. Oh, that's serious. Yeah, had I seen this Fred live, and I'm actually sorry that I missed it, there's no way I would not have thought you guys like planned this out. Uh, right, not right. a real conversation that you're having. Couldn't on have here. been. No, couldn't have been real. No, it was real. It was. It was completely <laughs> real. What was your response, Fred? Well, I said, uh, Chuck, I think if the one of the Globetrotters was good enough to play for the Lakers, the Lakers would have signed him. I don't think they would trade a player to the Globetrotters. Because they're kind of different entities. If somebody was that good, the Lakers would have signed them. 
He just wouldn't end up playing for the Globetrotters. And trade Russ to the Globetrotters? That was... <laughs> <laughs> hey, Russ, go play for the Globetrotters. <laughs> Good rest of the season. So now it's 11 o'clock. And I'm sitting there before we go on. And Colleen <laughs> loves hockey. She said, what happened with the Kings? And I said, Jonathan, quick. Yeah, they, they need a goalie. He's not the same guy he was. I think he faced 18 shots last night and gave up five goals. Yeah. And they got beat. Chuck says, I have an idea. Uh-oh. Has this ever happened before? I said, well, what, Chuck? Do you think the Lakers could call the Kings and try to have Jonathan Quick play for the, for the Lakers? Because, granted, he doesn't play basketball, but he's really tough, and that really might make a difference. And I said, Chuck, you, you can't take a hockey player and put him in the NBA. He goes, why not? I'll tell you what, guys would really be afraid to come down the lane if he was standing there. I said, well, Chuck, he's not that tall. It doesn't matter. He's really tough, Fred. I think he would be really good for the Lakers. Stop, stop, stop. You are not having this conversation on the air. Please tell me you're not having this conversation. That conversation happened just before we went on the air. Oh. And I wouldn't let him do that on the air. <sighs> I wouldn't let him do it. No. I just <sighs> kept moving. I have an idea, Fred. How about we bring Chuck on once a week and just do a segment called I Have an Idea featuring Chuck Henry. <laughs> yeah. There you go. And Chuck can do this, and we can just give him crap for 20 minutes. How about that? It actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, I swear to God, it actually happened. And I was like, okay. And I told him. I said, Chuck, I'm going to mention this. And he was serious. Yeah. I said, I'm going to mention this Monday on at 5 o'clock because I'm off TV today. I said, I got a better idea. I'm going to talk about this on the radio tomorrow. You know what he told me? You should do it. You should definitely do it. Talk about it on the radio. So that actually happened last night. You wonder, what do these guys talk about in the commercial break? What do they do? You know, what happens yeah. when they're not on the air? That was one of the conversations we had. It's that, or Colleen could be shopping. I don't know how many pairs of shoes Colleen has, to be honest with you. I don't know how many pairs of shoes she has. She must have 55000 because every night she's looking at shoes. Every yeah, during night. During the break? During the break? She's shopping for shoes? Yeah. And you know the other thing she does now? When we do the challenge on Sundays, yeah, I wear a different kind of socks this year. I'm trying to up my sock game. And you see okay. my socks, they're really well displayed yeah. because of the Colorful. set. Colorful. Yeah. Yeah. Every week she texts me during the show. Every week. She texts me during the show, and she gives me crap about my socks. Every week. She does. Every week. And she knows you're doing it for a reason. You're not just like willy-nilly putting on socks. Right. She gives me crap about my socks. They make your legs look fat. I don't she like the stripes. That? Oh, yeah. She said that. Yeah. I don't like the stripes. Every week. I told her, if you keep texting me, I'm going to just read them on the air from now on. The minute you text me during the show, I'm going to read your text on the air. Every <laughs> single week. I don't care anymore. So if she texts me this Sunday, I'm going to read whatever she says. Every week, she texts me about my socks. There, there's another little inside TV for you. Every week. <laughs> Riveting stuff, Fred. Yeah, I don't know if she's tossing Riveting. a couple of back at her house in Pasadena Oh, or not. stop it. Stop it. Hey, it's Sunday night. You know, unwinding from the week. What are you, Paul Moyer? You're accusing her of having jello shooters or something? What are you, what's wrong with you, Fred? No. God, yeah, it's Friday. Do we, have the Moyer, do we have the Moyer sound? Can I tell you a Paul Moyer story? Oh, popping up yes, stuff, a couple of Yes, please, absolutely. Does it include Ed Martin, at lunch? <laughs> no, do you, do you, uh, look, do you know anybody like this, Rodney? Yep. Okay. I haven't even told you what he's like yet. It don't matter. I know him. All right, good. Go out to dinner with him, right? And you know that guy's doing pretty well. Makes a couple of bucks. Fair? Okay. Friend of yours? Yeah. Go out? Maybe more than once. Maybe the first time you guys go out, you know what? Check comes, you grab it. I got it. We're family. We're friends. I got it. Yeah. You go out again? Check comes. What do you expect to happen? Hey, your turn. Yeah. You got it. You got it. You got it. Yeah. Second time I went out with Moyer? You shouldn't have to reach, you shouldn't have to reach for your wallet. Right, the second time, if you get it the first time. Correct. Okay. Second time I went out with Moyer, that check sat there for 45 minutes. <laughs> 45 minutes. I am not exaggerating. 
He didn't even make a move for it. Was he wearing didn't. his dark makeup, Fred? Uh, no, he wasn't that oh, night. Okay. Didn't make a move, didn't say anything. Like, I got this, or you, how do you want to do this? Nothing like that. Just sat there. You guys were done eating. D- done? They were about to close the restaurant. It was just sitting there. 45 minutes, I picked it up and paid. 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Second dinner, and you, 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 he didn't make a gesture. Even after you paid, he didn't say anything? Hey, you know what? Let me give you a half. Whatever. Nothing. Nothing. Mm-mm. Just sat Was there. there a third? No. Between you two? No, there was no third. <laughs> no. <laughs> He'd already... <laughs> I'd already bought him a meal twice. That was enough. Bought him? I'd already bought him a meal twice. That was enough. That was enough. You know, Fred, thankfully, I'm, you didn't know this, but our AM570 microphones were actually live at the NBC studios last night. Okay. And caught some of your conversation with Colleen Williams. You want to hear some of it? Yeah, I do. All right. Oh, my. It That's frequently is. It frequently is. Well, then we better talk about it. Do you hear me complaining it. about it? Then we better tonight talk I'm about it. Tonight I'm complaining because tonight then I said, Then we better hey. talk about it because I, I think agree. you've got a problem. I think we've got a problem. All right? If that's what you think, then we'll talk about it after the show, and we'll talk about it with Roger Bell. Because I'm not going to sit here night after night and put up with this shit. Okay? Night after night? Night after night? Well, Where, that, what, it looks to I, me like that's the way it's going to go, I'll take Anne. the ante up a little higher than that, even. You're not only wrong, you're way out of line. Let me tell you something. You started it, pal. You want Harold Green, you might get him. I'm fine with me. Fine with me. Is it really? Good old Harold Green. Okay. You want to start dealing with Go ahead. That's what you want. You just might get it. You know, you go home and have a couple of shooters, and I don't know what the happens, but when you come back, you're not the same lady. That's not true. Some nights it is, Ann. Wow. 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 I forgot about that, but I love that clip. Man, man. And 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 why you got it why you gotta throw Harold Green up in the mix? He wasn't even doing anything. No, poor Harold Harold Green. Harold just minded his own business. Harold Why are you going after Harold Green? Yeah. And and look you know, they'd worked together. That was uh Paul Moyer and Ann Martin years ago at Channel Seven. And uh look, I knew Ann Martin. I obviously didn't know her as well as Paul because he worked with her every night. She was very sweet. She was very nice. Yeah. So I don't know what happened there. Well, I, I don't know, know what happened. Some, some people are different behind the scenes that you think are a certain way, unless you get to know them. And obviously, Paul and her have a have a history of relationship. And they, they know each other well enough to have that kind of interaction. <laughs> go home you have a couple pops and i don't know what the hell happened to you when you come back here hey fred you should try to get paul moyer on the show and talk about some of the stories uh, behind the scenes no i don't think we should do that what's he doing now uh, i i think he's in Palos verdes i think does I think he listen to Palos- the show i don't think so i don't know that's too bad if he does he can get a hold of me you want to hear one more paul moyer goes story? out yes. i love it i love it you want to hear one it. more why not all right give you one friday more. so uh, you know, local news has changed since I started doing it. And look, we all know it's not the same and not as many people watch. We all know that. We got that. We got that. Uh, but the anchor man was the man. And the co-anchor, they would fight with each other to get the same number of lines in a show. So one would not get more than the other. So when they wrote those scripts, everybody had the identical number of lines. Now, Paul loved to introduce everybody. It was his job. He had to introduce you. Now, here's Fritz Coleman. Fritz, what's going on today? Okay. It used to be Fritz would finish the weather, and I would go on immediately following. And Fritz would usually have a funny line or something that I could play off and go. So Fritz, in essence, would tell a joke at the end, deliver the punchline that I could react to, and you'd hear this. Now it's time for sports with Fred Rogan. And I said, Paul, look, everybody knows I'm here. I've been here forever. Fritz and I have worked together forever. You don't have to introduce me. I'm introducing you. I'm introducing you. Fritz would finish. I would try to react. And Paul would jump in. Rodney had got to a point where before Fritz would even say his final word, he would say da-da-da-da-da, and I would just start. I would go. I wouldn't (laughs) let Moyer jump in. This infuriated him. This drove him insane. So it happened for about a week. And he said to me, 
You will be introduced. I will introduce you. I went, no, you're not. You're not going to introduce me. Every you night. did? You said it like that? Yeah. No, you're not. You're not going to introduce me. I'm just going to do what I want. I don't care. I don't care, Paul. I do not care. I thought his head was going to explode. I, I thought his head was going to explode because he had to introduce everybody. Why was that such a big deal for him? I don't know. He had to. And you just had to be defiant. You couldn't let it go, Fred. You no. couldn't just let the, let the man have his moment and let him introduce you. No. Why? Because it was stupid. Because I didn't care. Not one bit. I did not care one bit. I didn't care if he yelled at me. I didn't care what he said. I didn't care. It didn't bother me one bit. And I think that affected him more because I would just sit there and like shrug my shoulders at him. And go, uh-uh, you're not going to do that. I'm going to do what I want. It drove him nuts. <laughs> nuts. <laughs> did, he try, and he, did he try to strong arm you as the big man in the big anchor chair saying this is the way it's going to go? Did he go to upper management? Did he go complain? He could have. Maybe he did. But it wasn't going to be very effective because I didn't listen to anybody anyway. I didn't care what he thought. You're lucky, Fred. You could have been working with Harold Green. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh Ronnie. <laughs> oh, my God. Ronnie. Harold didn't ask me any of this. Yeah, I don't know why Harold got brought in, Rodney. Not in either. All right, well, this is the Friday show where anything goes. Anything goes on Friday. <laughs> I'm not telling the Paul Moyer makeup story. I'm not doing it. Oh, that's a good one. How about the time he went to jail? The big man in the big house. They sent him to jail to interview somebody. I can't remember who it was. Now, when you go to jail, well, I've not been, but I can only assume that you want to dress in kind of a nondescript way, right? You don't want to call attention to yourself. If you're in jail, he wore white pants, a white shirt, and a black leather jacket that he carried over his shoulder. I don't know where he thought he was going. What was he doing? I don't know what he thought he was doing. A remake of Easy Rider? What was he he doing? I don't know what he thought he was doing. White pants. Oh, the big man in the big house. That was the name of the segment? Yeah. Or whatever it was called? Big man went to the big house. That was it. Oh, God. Oh, my God. No makeup story, <laughs> Ronnie. No What's makeup. What's the makeup story? story? I forgot the makeup no, story. No, that's What's the makeup story. He wanted to be really dark. What's that? And they that? put so much makeup on him that he looked. <laughs> he wanted to be really dark, and no one could figure out why. <laughs> And I was sitting in the makeup room, and he popped up on the screen. I went, oh, what happened to him? <laughs> Lori, the makeup artist, goes, I don't know. He said he wanted to be really, really dark. And I went this out. was out of the blue. He yeah. just came in one day and said, I want, to, I want to change it up a little bit. I want to be really, really dark. And I went out on the set, and they hit the break, and they came to me. I said, what the hell's wrong with you? Do you know what you look like? You go, what? Paul, my God, what, what what could you possibly have been thinking? I just wanted to be a little darker today. I said, oh, you're dark, Paul. It was like the old Seinfeld episode where Kramer fell asleep in the tanning bed. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. You know, not today. but And Brett Lewis, who used to work at Channel 4, is no longer with us. He's no longer with us. He's passed. Uh, he worked at Channel 4 for a number of years. He also worked on radio. One day, I'm going to tell you the story of the big game. The bit, oh. Brett Lewis and the big game. This was an all-timer. When Brett Lewis decided he was going to try out for a semi-pro football team. Oh, no. And it never aired. Oh, it was like the paper lion? Plimpton? Oh, hell, I'll do it now. I'll do it right now. Brett Lewis was our, our, our weekend guy, and he would fill in for me, you know, when I was off. And he would do stories during the week. So on Monday, he files his first report. He says, look, I'm out here talking to these semi-pro football players. I played football in college myself. I'm going to work out with them this week, and I'm going to have a report on the big game. I'm going to play in the game. Okay, that was the, the first night. The second night he comes on and he goes, okay, I'm out here with the guys and you see him stretching. He's stretching and he's talking to people 
and he goes, I'm getting ready for the big game. I'm going to have a report on the big game. Okay, he comes out Wednesday. Wednesday, he's now in cleats, and he's wearing a helmet, no shoulder pads, and he's just running routes. And guys are throwing him the ball. Uh-huh. And he says, I'm, I'm training with this team. I'm getting ready for the big game. Thursday, he comes out. Now, this is every night he's doing this. Thursday, his report is he's like lined up on the line. He's still in a T-shirt, uh, shoulder pads now, but he's got shoulder pads on. And he's talking to people. And he goes, okay, I'm preparing for the big game. Now, he's done four reports, basically of nothing, with him getting ready for the big game. Okay? Yeah. The big game is Sunday. Keep that in mind. Okay. Now, I'm off on Friday, Saturday, so now he's doing all the shows. And on Friday, he does more on his preparation for the big game. And people are starting to look at this and go, what is this? Every day, he's just showing himself running around, stretching, and he's doing like a minute and a half on this, which on TV is a long time. So, But he's he's let people know that he's going to play in his big game. Rodney, he let him know for five days. Okay. Okay. Saturday, he comes on, and now he shows a little bit of guys on the sideline getting ready for the game. Now they've got their helmets on, and they're going to play. Okay. Sunday is the big game. He goes out. He plays in the big game. He does the early show on Sunday, and I did the late show. So we're sitting there, and all of a sudden you hear this sound. You hear this sound. And he's coming up the steps to the office. He's still wearing his cleats and his helmet. His T-shirt is drenched with sweat. So he comes into the building wearing the cleats and the he's helmet. He's wearing his uniform coming into the building. Yeah, but he's taking off his, his pads and his jersey. Okay. So he's drenched in sweat. He's wearing a helmet in the building and his cleats. He comes in. He goes, the big game is over. He goes to the set. He doesn't take a shower. He doesn't change. He's drenched in sweat. He puts on no makeup. He puts the helmet on the desk. They look at him and they go, oh, Brett, well, it's time for sports. He goes, listen, I have just played in the big game. I've just played in the big game. I've just come from the big game. And he says, and I will have my report on the big game on Monday. So now he's done seven consecutive days of this. Seven. And he goes, I will have my report on the big game Monday. We're thinking, what is this? The phone rings. The news director calls me. She said, are you watching? I said, yeah. She said, uh, did he actually for seven consecutive days promote the fact that he's playing in the big game and then go on the set without taking a shower with a football helmet and cleats on? I said, well, that's what I saw. She goes, okay. Could you have Mr. Lewis call me, please? I said, by all means. Uh, Don't tell him. Don't tell him, but here's what I'm going to say. I said, all right, what is it? She goes, the big game is over. It never aired. It never even aired after seven days of this. (laughs) The big game is over, and he never got to air the story. (laughs) After teasing it for seven straight days, he never got to do it. Rodney, you go out. Hey, today, look what I did. I played in this minor league football game, and here's the guys, and here I am, and there's your report. You don't do seven days of a buildup. Seven days <laughs> of nothing. So they get to culminate it with, hey, I scored three touchdowns, and here's the clips of the, here's a rundown of the game. Watch this. The Did big, they get to do that? No, the big game never aired. It never aired. He was oh, never allowed to man. talk about it again. Oh. Oh, his big build-up to the big game never happened. <laughs> big game. The big game never got on TV. Seven days of that. <laughs> so when he came in with his cleats and his helmet and everything, he, he slammed it on the table like he is, like, 
his 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 big man on campus thing. I mean, what, how did he come in? That's exactly like attitude, how he came like, in. I just finished this big game. Right? Hey, where's my Miller Light? I mean, it was it was like that. That's what he did, and everybody looked at him like, "What? What is your problem? Why are you running up the steps in football cleats? Why are you wearing a helmet? Do you understand? He wasn't carrying it. He's wearing it. He was wearing yeah. his helmet in the office, <laughs> and the big game never aired. Oh, got the best. Oh, uh, only yeah. yeah. I, and people probably wonder, or do wonder, because there's been shows about it, about what goes on, you know, in between shows and and commercial breaks, things like that. I can, I mean, you're only giving us a little taste of what happens. I'm sure there's like crazy stuff that goes on behind the scenes over there. Yeah, we'll save more for next yeah. Friday. Yeah, yeah. All right. And on the topic of the big game. The Rams have a big game Sunday against the 49ers. We'll bring on Rich Hammond next. Now, your chance to win $1,000. Just enter this nationwide keyword on our website. Dollar. That's dollar. Enter it now. Do it. AM570LASports.com. Thanks for joining us on your ride. Thank you very much. Yes. Speaking of which, traffic. If you missed any of Rogan and Rodney, you can podcast it on the iHeartRadio app. Rogan and Rodney. AM 570 LA Sports. Yeah. 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 Rodney beat Fred Rogan and... Don't care. No, we don't. No, we don't. It's Friday. Let's go, Freddy. All right, let's do it. Rams 49ers. Bring on Rich Hammond. One of the hosts of the 11 Personnel Podcast and one of the big editors at The Athletic. And Rich, good afternoon to you. Hi, guys. Okay. What's up, Rich? This is it for the Rams, Rich, don't you think? They got to win this weekend. Yeah, it's a big one. Um, and, you know, that NFC West is so jumbled right now. And, and you think for as bad as things have been going for the Rams, it's, it's still right there in front of them. Uh, they're right there. They win the game, and they're back in first place and in control of their own destiny and all of that. But if they lose the game, then you're putting yourself behind the eight ball. And then you've lost both of the games against the 49ers, which could have a big ramification for the tiebreaker. Uh, you don't want to come out of the bye week with a loss. I mean, there's any number of things here that you look at and say, yeah, this is a really, really important one. They've got some guys coming back from injuries that should help the offense. Um, so they, they've got a lot lined up here that's in your, their favor, but uh, but they still need to make some pretty significant improvements. Um, okay, yeah, big game for the for the Rams, but also a big game for the 49ers, right? They just come off getting blown yeah. out by Kansas City. They got Christian McCaffrey now with a full week of practice. So bigger game for who? Is it bigger game for the Rams or bigger game mm-hmm. for the 49ers to win? Yeah, I mean, and now they're saying Debo uh, might be out, too. He's not practicing again today. So, I mean, a a lot to figure out there how they're going to handle that. Um, Good question. I'd say it's still a little bit bigger for the Rams, just if only because of that tiebreaker thing, too. I kind of feel like that could end up being a big thing uh, at the end of the season if this this division keeps going the way that we think it will. I know Seattle's sitting there. I'm not discounting them. Uh, but I, I don't know whether that's going to hold up for a full season. I, I still think at the end you're going to be looking at the Rams and 49ers here, and, and that could end up making a difference and, and losing to your rival again. And again, coming out of the bye week, like that's where you should be. You should be healthy. You should be rested. You should be ready to go. Your game plan is all set. So, I mean, if you, if you come out of that and don't play well and end up with a loss to your rival, I, I think that stings a little bit more. Uh, but, yeah, if you're the 49ers, you don't want to start going on a losing streak either. So, so that's also big. But uh, I, I would look at it from the Rams' perspective there. And you, you mentioned you, you should be rested, you should be healthy, and the Rams do have some, uh, some troops returning to action, right? They do, in, in some important positions, too. I mean, uh, center Brian Allen looks like he's going to be good to go for a team that's been using a third-string center for a little bit of the, of the month here. That's definitely good news. And then Van Jefferson finally making his season to debut. I mean, talked so much about that Rams offense and why can't they get things going? Why isn't Allen Robinson performing? Well, the, the hope there is that Van Jefferson can unlock a little bit of that. I mean, he is a guy who can get down the field potentially open some things up for you so be very interesting to see you know how how ready he is certainly it's got to be tough to come in and 
play your first game at the at the end of October, so I don't know whether he's going to be at full speed necessarily, but it'll be good for them to have him back. And then the last piece is Troy Hill coming uh, back at cornerback to give them a little bit of depth there, which is always a, a good thing. So, yeah, three uh, pretty important positions where, where they should be seeing an upgrade this week. Hey, Rich, where, where can you pinpoint the Rams' issues? Is it the injuries uh, that, that, are, that have happened to them this year? I mean, I look up in there – what, 17 points a game, which is around, what, 29th in the league. They're, they're 31st yeah. in rushing, um, which is a big part of it. I know they we like to look at the Rams as a team that throws it all over the lot, but uh, they're as good as their running game goes. And when they don't have one, um, they can look pretty ordinary offensively. I think Sean McVay's offense, really, the running game is a big component of that, and they haven't had that. Um, what are some of the factors as to why the, the Rams are struggling right now and the offense is so out of sync? Is it just the injuries, or is it more to it? No, I, I think there's more to it, Rodney, and and it, because I mean, you get to this point of the season, everybody has injuries. I mean, the 49ers have had a lot of injuries. Trent Williams, we're talking about Debo Samuel. They're on their backup quarterback. So I mean, you can go around the league and say, you know, every team has something that they're dealing with. The Rams' issue with the injuries, at least, is that offensive line. I mean, again, just saying they're down to their third string center. I mean, that is rough. I don't care who you are if you're having to deal with that, moving around those guards, trying to find the right spot. So that, that's certainly a, a big part of it. Uh, I certainly agree with it. I would just rubber stamp everything that you just said about the run game. Uh, they had such high hopes for Cam Akers coming into this season, believing that he could be uh, kind of that workhorse back. And now he's not even a uh, part of the team right now and, and probably won't be a part of the team going forward. And they haven't been able to find the right mix there. Daryl Henderson uh, has played well in spots, but he's not necessarily a guy you'd look to to be your 20-carry-a-game guy. So, uh, obviously, they took a swing at Christian McCaffrey themselves and, and didn't quite get home on, on that one, but certainly that tells you that they know. They know they need better play out of that running back position, and, and they've tried to address it. And the other thing I will say, guys, is, you know, you saw some steps against Carolina that, that were positives in the game planning and the play calling which was they, they tried to simplify things a little bit. And, and I think they probably could have done that a little bit earlier, knowing what they were dealing with along the offensive line and knowing that the, the receivers weren't totally in sync. You saw them do some things that, that weren't really exciting and not really Sean McVay kind of offense in terms of getting the ball out quickly, kind of moving it horizontally, screens and, and that sort of thing. But, but it worked, and, and it worked because that's what they could do with their personnel. It's not what they wanted to do. It's just what they could do. And, and I think that was a good step for the Rams to, to make that adjustment. And, and I'll be curious to see how much they can carry that over this week or whether they can expand a little bit. But, but I, I think it's a number of things. And, and you can even throw Allen Robinson in there, not you know, being a, as big a part of that offense as they expect him to be. So I think it starts with the injuries on that offensive line and, and kind of dominoes out from there. Uh, but, but that's certainly not the only facet. Hey, Rich, uh, I don't know if there's such a thing as road field advantage, but the 49ers always draw well when they play at SoFi. What do you think the crowd will be like? Yeah, it'll probably be about the same as we've seen. I mean, that's that's just the reality of, of the situation there, right? I mean, you, the only time you probably kind of saw it go the other way was that NFC Championship uh, last year where the, where the Rams had a pretty good you know market share, I guess you would call it. But, uh, but yeah, it, it happens down here. I, I think the, the players, you know, you hear them, they don't, they don't necessarily like it. They don't like having to go through the, the practice and silent counts with the noise and all of that. It's, it's not something that you want to do. You like to have that, that home field advantage. But you know what? The other way, as you guys know, we, as we all know, the way to turn that around is you get a lead in the game. You play well, and, and those percentage of 49ers fans who are there don't have anything to make noise about, don't have anything to cheer about. So that, that's one way to mitigate it is, is you play well, give yourself a lead, and, and all of a sudden you've got the crowd behind you. But, yeah, all things being equal, it's, it's not something that the players enjoy at all, and uh, they certainly wish that uh, that it would go the other way. All right, Rich, uh, we'll, oh, you want to do wait, one more? Quick, I just want to say, you know, you mentioned Seattle, and, and them, you don't know if they're going to be around at the end. Um, so you're not you're not buying what Seattle's doing right now, huh? You think, this, is this a 49er Rams <laughs> division to, to hold? Because I do, I think Arizona's yeah. about to fall off a cliff, and it's going to get worse yeah. before it gets better in Arizona. Um, Seattle's the one that's interesting. Um that could muck some things up for the 49ers and Rams. They, they, that's true, Ronnie, and, and I feel like I probably undervalue Seattle every year. I mean, it's such a, a well-coached team and well-constructed team that you look at the roster and you, 
you don't necessarily think, yeah, they're going to hang around, but but they find a way. I mean, I, I think it does get tougher over the the second half of the season. I I don't. It's it's not that I'm discounting them so much as that I I do like the Rams and the 49ers. I like the way those teams are, are constructed, and and if they can get some positive, you know, injury news and and get some of these guys back, I I just like their chances long term. Uh, better than than I like Seattle, but I do. It's a fair point, Rodney, and I probably undervalue what Pete Carroll does up there every year because he, he seems to have them competitive no matter what's going on with that roster. All right, Rich, we appreciate it. Thanks for jumping on today, and thanks for the info. My pleasure, guys. Take care. Okay, there goes our buddy Rich Hammond. Uh, don't forget, we're giving away UCLA Stanford tickets sometime between now and three o'clock. We invite you to stay tuned. Uh, the the word has come out of Minnesota. Russell Westbrook will play tonight. He's not going to start. He's coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. A healthy come off the bench, huh? Yeah. Now, that's not good news because he could pull his hamstring in warm-ups. Stop it. Because, you know, when he comes off Stop the it. bench. Yeah, he was the one that said it. He was the one that said it. You know, if I come off the bench, there's a good chance I'll hurt myself. So I don't know what will happen. He may walk on the court and fall over. We don't know. We don't know. Because, you know, you, you when you warm up for a game, Rodney, as you well know, and you expect to start, you can't wait another five minutes. You got to get right out there. And if you don't, and you go out there, then you can pull your hamstring. So we'll have to keep an eye on that tonight, too. That's an actual fact, though, Fred. No, I, I'm I'm not disagreeing. You told me. That you, you warm up and you get cold. Right. You get cold waiting there, and, and it's maybe, you know, maybe five minutes on the, on the game clock, but it could be a half hour in real time. Yeah. Well, so yeah, you could be sitting over there for a good forty-five minutes maybe, before you get to play after warm-ups. Maybe right? what he'll do is he'll just run some stairs, yeah. just to stay loose. You just see him running up and down the aisles, Target Center yeah. in Minnesota. Keep him loose. Down, I would, high knees up and down the aisles of the plane. Yeah, just like uh, Russell Wilson. <laughs> Anybody by the name of Russell <laughs> likes to stay in shape. Everybody likes to be ready. So uh, he is not. <laughs> He's not starting to. I was laying in bed last night, friend. I just decided to do some leg lifts and some sit-ups <laughs> and some sit-ups. You know, everybody in the house was sleeping. Uh, but, you know, I just uh, I was having trouble to kind of fall asleep. So I said, why not? Let me get up and do some sit-ups in the bed and then some leg lifts. <laughs> why not? I'm, I'm going to do it. Then I, then, I, uh, then, I, and then I got Kevin's notes, and I, I went through the notes, you know, early, early this morning. <laughs> <laughs> did that for an hour. Then I rested my eyes for another hour, and then I just, uh, you know, I did some, uh, you know, I did some uh, little stretching in the bed too. I did a little stretching, little stretching uh, during my sleep last night, Fred. Just want you to know. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> for, uh, it's a Friday yes. show. <laughs> I'm oversharing for no reason. Poor truck. Nobody cares that she ran up and down the aisle on a plane to London. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, get behind the wheel of a Ford F-150 truck and get after it with an available interior work surface. Visit your local Southern California Ford truck dealers today to learn more. And uh, who's ready for Who Dis? A big Friday edition of Who Dis. Somebody's got to step up here. Give them a game. Who thinks yes, they please. have it in them? Maybe get a a, a lady today. Oh. Let's okay. See. Let's see. First caller, 866 Bring Let's it. Go. Anybody can bring it. Jump in here on Friday and play who it is. And now another Rogan and Rodney. Oh, yeah. Afternoon delight. Yeah, today's afternoon delight is do better by Absol. PD rapper has been mostly dormant over the last couple of years but resurfaced with this single late last week along with an announcement that a forthcoming album is on the way the yet to be titled project will be the first album for the Carson native since his 2016 album entitled do what thou want again today's afternoon delight is do better by Absol. All right, Rodney, uh, before we get to the game, I want to mention Big had a surgery today. Yes. Uh, you know, he was prepping for it, and it's official. He has had his procedure, and he's doing well. So now he's got to recover, but he'll be back better than ever, and he'll be 
He'll be moving fast. Yeah, he'll be moving. He's doing well. So uh, anybody uh, that had concerns, do not be concerned. Vic is okay, and his procedure is complete. We'll talk more about that later in the show. Rogan and Rodney Roulette. Who is this guy? This is who I am. Who is this guy? Who this? Join Petros and Money Thursday at BJ's Restaurant and Brewhouse in Burbank, 2 to 5, before Thursday Night Football featuring the Eagles and Texans. Stop by for your chance to win tickets to see the Chargers take on the Chiefs at SoFi Stadium. BJ's Restaurant and Brewhouse is home to award-winning handcrafted beer, signature deep dish pizza, and the world-famous Fazuki dessert. All right, Omar and Southgate, you ready to go? Yep. I'm ready to go and get to the win for Vic. All right. Aha. I like it. Okay. Like it. Uh, remember, in Who This, you have one challenge. Use your challenge. It's upheld. You keep it. Use your challenge. It's denied, and you lose it. And in Who Dish, you yell it out when you know it. Okay? Got it. Ronnie, you ready? Happy Friday, Rogan and Rodney. I'm ready. Let's play. Let's do it. I made mm. 10 all-star teams in my major league career. Abu Pujols. Nolan Ryan. How about new? Peyton Kershaw. It is no good. Alex Alex Rodriguez. No good. David Ortiz. How about new? Mike Trout. No, senor. Next question. I won a World Series title with the Dodgers in '81. Oh, Steve Sachs. And it Just is no Baker. Steve Garvey. Steve Garvey is correct. Omar is on the board. Way to go, Omar. Good yep. start. Garvey. Omar. Fired up. He's bringing it. Yep. All day. Every day. All right. All day. Every day is what he said. I heard him, Fred. All right. Okay. Never lost. I was the, 30 for the 35th overall pick in the 2012 NBA draft. 2012. James Harden. It is 2012. No, Oh, man. Kyle Kuzma. It is no good. Huh. Serge Ibaka? How about new? Serge Ibaka. Who you got, Omar? Mark Gasol. No, senor! I have won four NBA titles in my career. Wow. Andrew Goulart. Raymond Green. Raymond Green, Rodney. Yeah, buddy. Yep. Draymond Green. Here's your next one. I was the 27th overall pick in the 1983 NFL Draft. What pick? 27. In the 83 Draft? Yes. Dan Marino. Rodney, Dan Marino is correct. Uh, Close. Get close. Good call with Jim Kelly. Good one. All right. Three questions to go. Rodney is a 2-1 lead over Omar. Ronnie's not on the board. Come on, Ronnie. I'm trying. I was a four-time All-Star with the Dodgers. Dusty Baker. Matt Kemp. All three are incorrect. No, senor! Omar. Omar. Omar showing up and Showing up and showing out. Never lost. Never, Omar. Never, baby. Never lost. He's inspired by Vic. He said it. Yep. Win for Vic. All right. See? Who knew? Here's the next one. How many more we got? Huh? 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 Don't you hum me, man. What? How many more we got? We got two. (laughs) Don't you hum me. (laughs) Careful, Rodney. He's going to pull a Paul Moyer and start yelling. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you have a couple of shooters right there. Yeah. I look at you. <laughs> Come back and you're a totally different person. <laughs> right. from, the, from the main street to Toluca Lake. <laughs> hey, Omar. <laughs> Omar. Go ahead, Omar. I like you, Omar. You all right. Opening up for Rob Parker. No, we wouldn't yeah, wish that on No, 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 no. No. No, because Omar's actually funny. All right, here's the next one. <laughs> I was. Rob Parker's coming on the show today. You better he's be nice. I think he's listening right now. He's coming on next. Yeah. 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 All right. I was the 24th overall pick in the 2005 NFL Draft. What pick? 24. Andrew Whitworth. Aaron Rodgers. Rodney. <sighs> All 
All right, so here's exhale, here's exhale, exhale. Rodney's got two. Omar's got two. No, no. Check that. Rodney's got three. Omar's got two. There you go. Sorry, Rodney. Where's Ronnie at? Where's Ronnie? I'm right over here. It's Friday. I don't care. You don't care. Okay. I, I can tell. <laughs> yeah. Can you? Obvious. Yeah. Omar. Null and boy. Omar yep. for the tie. Rodney for the win. Ronnie to get on the board. I made three all-star teams with the Dodgers. Matt Kemp. Manny Ramirez. Both are wrong. And it is no good. Steve Zacks. Dusty Baker. All three are wrong. No good. That is incorrect. And it is no good. Max Muncy. No good. Kenley Jansen. Ronnie's on the board and Rodney wins. Oh. Ah. Congratulations. Ronnie jumped Rodney. on that board. Never lost. Never had. Got to maintain Never a little had. bit of dignity on a Friday. I do care a little bit, maybe. The operative term okay. was little. Little, little bit, bit of dignity. Right. Little bit. Little Thanks, bit. Little you bit. can't little have too much on no. the little. Yeah. All right, Omar, good job. Hey, you made it a game. I'll yeah, tell you that. Yeah, Omar. Yeah, no, no, yes. yeah, someone had to make it a game. Yeah, sure. yeah, right, Omar. I don't think we had a game like that for a while from one of our listeners. Did you work up a sweat, yeah, Rodney? Yeah, but hey, I, I did. I've been wanting to get on. I, I did. I thought it was going to be a leisure leisure Friday, but Omar brought it and uh, it made me sweat a little uh, bit today. Yeah. I'm talking about You got to work Omar. with that trick-or-treat. Yeah, baby. It's coming, Omar. Yeah. Omar, what are you going as today on on, on Halloween Monday? Uh, oh, right now, I, I actually I just pulled over. I'm doing deliveries, but I'm going to be uh, tomorrow. I'm the uh, shorty from the Killer Clowns of Outer Space. Oh. Uh, shorty back. from what? Killer Clowns from Outer from Space. Ki- oh. That's a pretty elaborate costume oh, 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 oh. there, Omar. Did you did you yeah, rent that Omar. thing or did you make it yourself? Nah, I got it from Spirit. I got the little cotton candy gun, you know, one of the little classes back in the day, you know, stitch it up. Love that. Okay. Love that movie. Stitch it up. All right. Very All right. solid. Yeah. Way to put some thought into it, Omar. I like Fred, you've you. never I'm seen like, Killer yeah, Clowns oh. from Outer Space. Come on, no. get out of here, Fred. Yep. No, I haven't. But I can only imagine. Omar has painted a very good word picture for me. Yes. So I know what he looks like now. I'll look it up in the Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll make sure when I pass by to look at legs, I'll be asking for <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, Omar, knock on Fred's door and say trick or treat yeah. looking yeah, like a killer clowns yeah, from that good candy. Hey, give me some of that good candy. Fred, don't be corny. Don't be give me that old dirty old candy from yeah, candy corn. 2007. Give me some good candy, Fred. Don't be cheap with the candy. You get one little Tootsie Roll. You get one. Can't let the kids go in there Tootsie and grab roll. An Forget that. You're going to get hard candy. That's what Fred gives out. No, no. Un- unwrapped candy corn. It's no. like the 1950s. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to tell you what the problem is. Nah. I'm going to tell you what the problem is, Omar. Omar, I'm going to tell you what the problem is. Individual Skittles in a bowl. Fred going to have everybody reach in. <laughs> one Skittle per kid. They're, they're not fentanyl. You mean all peppermints? Peppermints, the loose candy you go to the grocery store, the little candy, loose candy? No. <laughs> yes. The little watermelons and the, fr- and the strawberries? No, no, no. What we do is we give out big candy bars. But here's the problem. We give out, we really do, we give out big candy bars. We give a lot of them. But where we live, and it's, I've never seen anything like it. I thought in Calabasas, Halloween was crazy. But I guess I moved to the next place where it's as crazy. There are buses, buses, busloads of people that are dropped off right on our corner. And I don't know where they come from, but they come from other areas. Buses of yeah. people. Like chartered buses? Yeah, from the hood. Yeah, I, I don't know where yeah. they come from. And We they, had that. We had that. School uh, buses? Buses, yeah. Buses, yeah buses, where we used charter. to live in, uh, up off of Mulholland. And uh, there was a guy in there uh, uh, used to own a mortuary. and Or still, I mean, owned a mortuary. So every Halloween, he'd turn his house. He'd gut it, turn it into a full-on haunted house. And, and have... And, I believe there were some real cadavers in there, Fred. Some real bodies in some of those coffins that he would bring and put in his house. Because he's a mortuary guy. And he would have the best haunted house on Halloween. He'd have it three, four days before Halloween and be up, you know, three, four days after. And people, like you said, would come in in buses to get through there just to trick-or-treat in the neighborhood. It was crazy. Yeah. So we on our street, they come in, all the kids, they walk by the house, and, and we give everybody candy. I mean, we're... You give them the big candy bars, what you said? No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The big candy yeah, bars. No, you don't. You give them the little ones. No, no, no. We give them big ones. And then what happens is, as they move down the street, they turn around and come back. Now they come back for more, right? So some of those kids I, I saw from the first time. So when they come back the, the second time, I give them like a box of dots, a tiny box of dots. If you come back for more, you still get something, but you get like a little, little something. 
You don't get the big candy bar again. Like a little pack of Twizzlers. Come on, Fred, you get that big NBC money. Well, I'm giving the big candy bars, Omar. But what you, you get, get that you big, yeah, it's funny. I forget Omar was payroll, still there. The payroll is Fred Rogan. Omar, yeah, Fred oh. giving out fruit and vegetables. <laughs> uh, I want your kids to be healthy. Just don't give out any <laughs> blue cheese. Test tossing out the boxes of raisins <laughs> for the kids. Broccoli. That's my. We don't want Broccoli. this crap. Yes. Sugar-free, sugar-free candy. <laughs> Omar. Uh, so, uh, who do you drive for? Oh, I drive for a, a Korean noodles company. I'm right here right now. And as a matter of fact, uh, in Reseda. Okay. Yeah, bring us some noodles. Yeah, stop by one yeah. day. Say hello to us. Yeah, yeah I sure will. And just, just, you know, just shoot the address and I put it in the GPS and I look for those big old houses. No, no, I mean, come to the radio station, Omar, not my house. Yeah, Fred lives here at the radio station. No, Omar, don't, don't oh, come yes, to the Yes, Omar. Yes, Omar. Yeah, I'll we'll put, we'll... put up in the big truck. I'll put up in the big truck and hunt. And, hey, yes. you never know. You can probably give out noodles for, for Halloween. Fred will come yes, running out. We're going to give you Fred's address, Omar, oh, no. so, as soon as we get up here so you can pull up in front <laughs> with the big truck. The station. Oh, my God. Omar, well, what a nice way to uh, start our show. Thanks for coming on today. Have a safe uh, Halloween. Hey, I appreciate, appreciate you guys. You guys are the best. Raider Nation, Rodney Pete, all day. Raider Nation, all right, baby. Fred, you brought right. up, or excuse me, Rodney brought up the mortuary situation. So yep. my uh, my in laws actually own that's right funeral homes and mortuaries. So I asked them about oh. two years ago. I was like, you guys ever thought about doing like a haunted mortuary? They said absolutely not. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> they did. Seems like so good, my guy was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it's like seems like a fun concept to me. I wouldn't go in there. But to just to, to pitch it and have people come in, I thought it would be a great idea. How would you know? Oh, how would you really know if it was a fake dead body or a dead body? Somebody walks in and recognizes their uncle? <laughs> wow, Ronnie. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.